thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. This episode of Wellness Women Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. Um, I love Dinner Twist because they are a locally family-owned business here in Perth in Western Australia, and all of their produce is locally sourced and seasonal. So they are really invested in all of their suppliers as well, which is absolutely amazing. Everything is so fresh. Uh, Ashley and I both get the Wholesome Box, which is naturally gluten and dairy-free as well, and is very consistent with a paleo-type lifestyle as well. Uh, so it's, you know, completely consistent with, you know, the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too. This is also how I trick Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can trust me. And their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for bigger size families an express box. If you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now, we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try Dinner Twist and realize how healthy, how delicious and how fresh it is, but also how much easier this is going to make life as well. So we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box. And that is WWR for Wellness Women Radio. Um, So we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies, onto the show. Hey there, lovely listeners. Thank you for tuning into Wellness Win Radio this week. I'm Ann. Ashley. I'm here. <laughs> and I'm Andrea. No, I'm Andrea. <laughs> oh, you're Andrea. That's right. Here we are just talking about what we're going to talk about today. And I'm just like, oh, Andy does this and Ashley does that. And I'm like, oh, no, we're going to talk about a day in the life of the wellness room. And uh, if this is anything to go by the start, I would suggest that that pretty much sums up the kind of days we have sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's totally like that. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah, I could be name too. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, Juggling, I was just laughing, thinking uh, how how you get on with the day when uh, Oliver was awake at three a.m. this morning and um, reciting all these new words. So it was like, <laughs> how could you not like smile and think how cute is that? But then like your eyeballs are hanging out of your head. So um, is yeah. it less cute at three a.m.? No, it's it's really cute. And then you're just okay. like, oh my gosh, but it's it's when it hits you later in the day, you're like, oh, that was cute, but gosh, I'm feeling it now. So yeah, um, yeah so I guess today's a, a lovely opportunity, um, ladies, to, to share with you, I guess, how our lives run. I know we get a lot of questions all the time about, you know, what do you do? What do you eat? Like, how do you keep your headspace right? How do you keep your fitness? You know, how do you look after your health when everything is so busy? Um, and there's always a lot of questions. And I guess what I want to, you know, start by saying, and Andrea, I know it feels the same way, 
it doesn't matter where you come from or what you do or, or how much success you have, just don't compare yourself to others. And we're just two women doing this thing on podcasts, you know, doing our life the way we do it. And by no means do I say to people, look, don't model yourself off me, maybe learn from my mistakes. But today we're going to share with you some of the things that do work for us that may be able to translate into your life, into something that will be helpful to you. So, um, you know, don't put us on a pedestal. I always say to people, like, as soon as you put someone on a pedestal, they're bound to fall off that pedestal. But you'll get an insight into our lives and uh, and a little bit of how we, we, I guess, keep ourselves in the groove, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think that's a good way to preface it because I'll talk you through, you know, what a typical day is like in our life. And I also just kind of jotted down a few, like the things I've eaten over the last couple of days as well, because people are always asking that. And this episode has probably been requested more than anything else, which I think is hilarious. Um, they, you know, just wanting to know what we eat in a day, maybe just to get a bit of an idea of, um, you know, with people who have the kind of knowledge and experience that we do, who advise people on these sorts of things all the time. So what what is it that we do that helps to, you know, I guess, handle our really busy lives? Um, so that's kind of where we want to go today. Yeah. And so hopefully you'll find it interesting. I think they'll, they'll be our little gems of wisdom always, as always thrown along the way. Cause I just think it, it inevitably comes up. It's the way we coach our clients. You know, it's the way we talk to our patients. It's the kind mm-hmm. of the little things that we, we recommend and guide people. And as we like to say as well, we, we try to embody, you know, the beliefs we have so that we can inspire rather than just constantly push and motivate people through words, words, words. You know, we try and try and live mm-hmm. the way we would love people to try and live too. So Andrea, I'd love to ask you when you get up in the morning, like, I guess, where did your day start? You know, you've got a crazy, crazy day. So how do you start your day? Like when you want to mm. get up feeling good, getting in the groove of the day, it's going to be busy. You know that. What do you do? Where do you start? Um, my mornings are sacred to me. Uh, I try and because the day gets, gets a little bit nutty, I try to keep as much peace and calm and I guess control in the morning as much as I physically possibly can. And I am so prone to procrastination. Uh, you know, we did that episode a while ago. I'm so prone to, you know, burying my head in the sand and escaping when things are tough. Um, and I'm also prone to, um, now not anxiety in the traditional sense of it, but just having a brain that won't shut off um, and, you know, like things just going a million miles an hour being, you know, three steps ahead and thinking faster than what I can talk, which can lead to insomnia as well. Um, And so it's definitely uh, not necessarily a good trait. So I have to overcompensate for all of those things. Um, And then if I don't start my day off in the correct way, then, you know, everything kind of just turns to custard. Um, You can always bring it back, but I, I know that when I do these things, the day is a lot easier and a lot better. Um, so I'm usually up, uh, often with or, or before the sun, um, by myself, Dean, you know, usually like sleeps in a little bit longer than me. Um, and as soon as I'm up, I try and get outside as quickly as possible. So, cause that just, you know, means that I'm up properly. Often the dogs will kind of follow me out there. We've got a day bed outside and I sit in that and I can face the sun. So I get sun onto my faces, you know, pretty much as soon as I get out of bed. And that's been shown to be really um, helpful for boosting serotonin rates as well. So I'll sit there 
in the sunrise and I will make myself a cup of green tea or I'll have like lemon juice and warm water or something like that. Um, and then this is when I am, I'm, I feel most sharp. I'm definitely most productive. I am, um, most intuitive as well. And this is when my memory is absolutely at its best. Uh, so this is when I try and, you know, do some good work as well and, and really use that time productively. Um, but before I get into that, I always um, try and start the day like on a really positive note. So that might be meditating or doing a little bit of mindfulness or something like that for, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. Um, if I have longer, then I will. It's not always perfect and it doesn't happen every day, but more often than not, that's what I try and do. Um, I usually do guided type meditations and I'll sort of um, use a whole bunch of different apps or, um, you know, meditations that I purchased from iTunes or from seminars and all sorts of things. Um, so I don't have a specific thing that I stick to. It just depends kind of what mood I'm in. Uh, but I'll also try and spend that time to just remember, like, what is my purpose? What do I feel like I'm put on this um, planet to do? What brings me the most amount of joy and purpose? And then I sort of just pose the question, you know, what what good can I do today? What is the best use of my time today? Um, and, and with that in mind, that's when I will then, you know, sort of tune in, feel a bit centered, do a bit of meditation. Uh, then after that, I might um, write uh, or, or plan. And with that, it's it can be, you know, the things that I'm working on. It might be my goals. It might be something that I'm trying to, um, I guess, bring into, um, I guess, reality. And uh, I just find that this really helps to keep me centered and focused. And, you know, whether or not you um, subscribe to, I guess, the um, the methods of the secret or the power of positive thinking or anything like that. I just, uh, irrespective of whether or not it works, I find it just helps to keep me focused when I, you know, keep an eye on my goals, but also always keeping in mind what it is that my purpose is. Um, so this whole process might take 20 to 30 minutes. Um, and then, uh, usually we'll go and exercise with the dogs. Um, so we'll take them out. The beach is a 10 minute walk. So we try and do that, you know, as often as possible. Um, Dean's usually out by this time, um, or I'll go to the gym before Dean gets up. And then when I get back, we'll take the dogs out together. Um, that is like just one part of my day that is so, so important to me is just that connection with him and with the dogs. Um, because, you know, obviously, um, it's my highest, my highest values and my little pooches. So, uh, taking them out and also being able to get down to the beach is, is so much fun. And then we're back home, um, having breakfast with Dean. So that's sort of how the day starts. Um, my phone doesn't go off flight mode for the most part until about 8am. Um, or I try, if I, if I do turn it on, I try not to open social media or emails until then. Um, but it doesn't always work. Like this morning I was at the practice at 6am because, you know, I'm leaving for Japan in a couple of days and I had a whole bunch of stuff to organize. Uh, so, you know, that's a, a, a change to my morning routine. I was still up at quarter past five, still got outside in the sun, still did those things, but I was out the door, you know, much quicker than what I would have liked. But you know, that's okay. That's sort of just how it goes. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, usually Dean leaves the house pretty early. Um, I will touch base with the team. I'll respond to emails. Um, I'll, you know, try and get the day underway for the next sort of hour or so. And then usually around 9.30 or 10 o'clock, I will take a bit of a break and I'll go outside in the sun again um, with my organic black coffee. This is a ritual that I have, um, you know, every day that I don't work early in the practice um, when I'm at home um, and I will go outside, I'll see in the sun, usually the dogs are with me again and I will um, either read the paper um, or, you know, I'll check in on social media again uh, or I will, you know, read some journal articles or something like that, which is seriously one of the like I just love that ritual so much and um, so I've subscribed to a couple of different newspapers um, like the that I just have on my phone like the New York Times and the Guardian and I know that a lot of people um, say you know don't read the news it's all bad news and blah 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 but and I I get that but I also think that um, you know ignorance isn't or ignorance isn't bliss you know silence isn't golden uh it's consent i think that was an oscar wilde quote um so i like to try and stay informed and i also like to stay up to date with what's happening in health news as well because it's really important to the way we're taking care of people um ash i'm sure you would agree that we have to stay ahead of the curve you know we don't want to be doing outdated uh, things with our patients we don't want to be using products for example that that aren't up to scratch. Um, so, you know, staying kind of ahead of that curve is really, really important. Um, so that's what I will um, sort of do around that 10 o'clock mark. Um, and I probably spend a little bit too much time in the sun, to be honest, but <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, I, I did smile uh, a few weeks ago when I, I called you and you're like, oh, hang on, I'm just going to put some clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what, that might be so good. Um, I, I, I did tell you that you were only going to see from your head up and it, it wouldn't yeah. matter, but, you know, like that's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sure. I'm just really hoping that my neighbours can't see. And I don't think they can. We've got pretty good fences, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, I've had my vitamin D levels tested a whole bunch of times. So I've always got really good levels and I've never needed to supplement even in winter, which is, you know, pretty unusual. So I think that I'm onto something there. Uh, well, it's also because you're catching safe sunshine, you know, like you, you're out there in the morning sunshine before the UV uh, index rises. So if we're, we're talking about sun safety as well, obviously you're not frying yourself. You're not uh, trying to achieve, you know, melanoma status or anything like that. You're just simply getting an, an appropriate dose for uh, good vitamin D synthesis. So I think that's kind of cool because most of us don't think about that sort of thing. Yeah, agreed. And there is also a purpose to why I do all of these things because I always know that my moods are always so much better when I'm able to get that time outdoors as well. Um, so I love that. Uh, and usually before I take that kind of mid-morning like quick little break, um, usually I'm making a list of or I'm checking on my schedule of everything that I've got going on at that time or that need that's a work in progress. So for example, at the moment um, we've got a power of food event coming up. So we've got Damien Christoph coming over in the start of March. Uh, so I'm organizing that. I'm obviously, you know, there's lots of patient management that has to happen. There's the hundreds of emails that come in a day. Um, we've got a few podcasts that we've got to release. So, um, you know, I'm writing uh, show synopsis and all sorts of things like that. Uh, and obviously we're recording as well. Um, I'm working on um, new programs and just, you know, getting things written. So there's 
I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but there's a lot of stuff that has to go into that and has to fit in somewhere. And then that's not even including just the, uh, I guess, the the human resources management of the team. Um, and, you know, that, that can always be a bit of a challenge. And I'm definitely not, certainly not, you know, the busiest person in the world or anything like that, but there's, there's a little bit going on. And I find that um, the trick is to try and do one thing at a time. I try not to take on more than like three or four projects at a time. Um, and I can be a bit of a scatterbrain sometimes. So when I'm working on one thing, my, my head is often thinking about other things and I'll flip between writing an email or jotting down something here or messaging someone back. And so I have to, again, overcompensate for that and really focus. Um, so there's a couple of apps that I use to help me do that. Uh, and I, I found this when I was actually studying, um, what is that app called? I think it's just called Focus um, or Be Focused. Yeah, Be Focused. And it gives you a little timer um, that I use. And I also, there's another app that I will switch on when I really have to knuckle down and get stuff done. And that blocks all social media. So, you know how you're working on something and all of a sudden you find yourself on Facebook um, answering, you know, a quiz about what cheese you might be or something ridiculous uh, <laughs> and, you, you know, all of a you wasted like half an hour and you just, uh, yeah. So when I've really got to get stuff done, I will use one of the social media blocking apps um, that will just shut everything off and I can't access it for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour or however long I plug that in for. And you can also add any other um, like websites or things that you find distracting into that like banned list for the time that you needed. <laughs> oh, I like it. And look, I think, Andrew, the most important thing you've said there is, yes, you are busy. You've got a lot of things you're juggling. I know you said you're not, not compared to others, but it's busy for you because you're juggling what is needed and manageable for your life and your lifestyle. Um, yeah. While we're on that, I think it's a great thing to talk about then. Look at how we can, you know, time management, like efficiency, because at the end of the day, you know, Beyonce, Mother Teresa, you know, like Jay-Z, anyone you can think of, anyone who's famous, the queen, whatever, you know, famous or not famous, we all get 24 hours in a day. And it's not about, you know, whether someone is better at anything. It's just simply it's how you use your time. So you mentioned a couple of apps there uh, that help with efficiency. What sort of strategies do you have to obviously, like you said, avoid the procrastination because it's something you tend towards? Mm-hmm. What strategies do you put in place? Because I know a lot of us are in the same place. Like what do we do when we're kind of like fiddling around? I tend to go to the kitchen. I tend to stuff around and, and cook stuff and <laughs> like priority <laughs> factors are not really that mm-hmm. valuable. Like I'm, we're not going to die if I don't have a tray of mini muffins like today but <laughs> oh man Dean would love me if my procrastination included cooking or baking I think um I, I think when I procrastinate a lot of mine is like pottering around the house yeah um so you know whether it's um you know cleaning folding putting things away moving plants around um you know like just fussing around the house mm. um which I think I also noticed that when I am getting a bit stressed, I will also do as well. Um, so, because I think it's almost like an avoidance strategy, but that's very much a feminine stress um, handling strategy as well. Because Nesting. you know we tend, yeah, we yeah. tend to do that fussing around, um, and you know I'll fuss over the dogs, or I'll you know do do all of those sorts of things. Um, and obviously, sometimes that stuff has got to get done, but in the hierarchy of priorities, it's you know it's pretty low on the list. Uh, so, so that's what I tend to find myself doing, um, or I will, um, you know, justify to myself why getting engrossed in some sort of TV series and binging on that is a good idea. And, 
you know, it doesn't happen that often, but you know, there's, there's always like, for example, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh my gosh, I love that show. Uh, so, so fascinating. Um, you know, just those sorts of things. Uh, I also will touch base with, you know, my friends, my girlfriends. Uh, I, you know, speak to my girlfriend Tara who lives in Queensland almost every single day. And, you know, our conversations can be five minutes to an hour and a half or something. Um, and then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I've really actually got to get work done now. <laughs> Um, so those sorts of things are my, you know, typical procrastination type, um, I guess, strategies <laughs> or avoidance mechanisms is probably a better word. Um, <laughs> I noticed you mentioned yeah. the timers. Um, I've over the years been very interested about time management because obviously coming from some of the backgrounds with sports and things that I've had, time management's critical to getting life done. So, you, you know, you can't be uh, wasting a whole lot of time. So uh, I think until I had Oliver, I was probably one of the more time managed people. I like, felt like I was always quite effective and efficient. And I yes, found that, definitely. you know, like in terms of people that, you know, that, uh, talk about this like the Seth, Seth Godin's and a lot of other business you know strategists out there they talk about the 45 minute chunks um, mm-hmm. that we're most effective and productive when we stay under the hour um, and that 45 minute window so if we set timers I recommend people to set a time for 45 minutes and yeah. get as much done in that 45 minutes as you can then you've got either 15 minutes or 30 minutes, depending on the next task, because this is about like task switching. So you stay focused. Anytime yeah. we're on a task too long, we tend to lose interest motivation. Our efficiency drops. So, you know, the rate at which we're doing something can can go down because we're just like now dilly-dallying. Um, and then I sort of always found that it was really great. So if I'm sitting down 45 minutes, boom, 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 even if I think I've still got more to do, I'll just put like a stop there in my mind. I've got this. And then I go and do something a little bit more physical and like you said, fluffing around, like that's when I'd go do a bit of dusting, a bit of housework, maybe prep the dinner for the night, like that sort of next 15 to to half an hour and then go back to another 45-minute block. Um, Mm -hmm. And I find that, you know, people who do that tend to, you know, express how much more successful they feel. They get a lot more done. I mean, imagine if you had 45 minutes and you had to get all your emails done for a day, you would not fluff around replying long-winded to things that really didn't matter that someone could have just Googled. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. we tend to be a little bit more concise with responses. We tend to say, thanks so much for your email. Really appreciate it. You know, here's a link, blah, blah, blah. Rather than going and explaining all ourselves because, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize we send emails to others for things that sometimes we only just want validation on. Yeah. Um, as opposed to we don't really want the answer because we kind of know the answer anyway. We just want to be validated on what we are sending an email for. So I do say to people, look, you really have to learn how to declutter the inbox. You know, you've got to dump stuff that's not important. You've got to flag stuff that you need to respond to at length and make a different yeah. time allowance for that. Because I know that most people, it's digital uh, clutter that's really starting to slow their life down. Um, Massively, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, And they're now saying studies are showing that we're wasting up to two hours a day on social media alone. That's just social media. That's not TV time. That's not, you know, movie watching. That's not anything else. That is just the constant interaction with our phones and with our, you know, computers. That interaction, even if it's just five minutes here and there, the accumulated time is two hours. Imagine if I took two hours out of your day, stole it from you, you'd feel really like, hey, give that back. I've got shit to get done. Um, but when we when oh. we swindle it away like that, it's, you know, like we just give it away. Um, we don't even realize we're doing it. So anyone who's complaining about, you know, not having enough time in the day, I'm too tired, I'm too busy, I'm too rushed, I'm like, I always sort of, I, I guess I have that question mark of, 
is it that you are too or it's just you've got different values and priorities right now? So, you know, you've got the same 24 hours that I do and like everyone else does. Um, So we make choices. So anyone, anytime you feel yourself making excuses, think I don't have enough hours in the day, which I sometimes do under my breath. I'm like, oh, my God, I need another two hours in this day. Um, It's Mm -hmm. just more about going, okay, where am I using my time well? And what is wasting my time now? What's the time drain? You know, those those time robbers, what are they in my life that's doing that? Um, is it people? Is it stuff? Is it, you know, like we mentioned, social media? What is it that's robbing your time? Because when it comes down to living, you know, an effective, functional, happy, balanced, joyous life, I think it really comes down to how you use your time doing things that you enjoy and really figuring out how to consolidate and um delegate I think is another thing the things you don't enjoy so much (laughs) Uh, I definitely find delegation is a really tough thing even though we've got like you know really amazing supportive team it still is a challenge and it's still something that I have to you know work on every day and I think so many women are in that boat too um Ash we might have to do this episode as a two-part series I think um I when we when we were prepping for this I just thought oh yeah we'll just riff on this there's definitely not going to have enough material for like, you know, a full episode. <laughs> so um, I'm going to throw in what I eat every day, my self-care rituals, those sorts of things. Um, but funnily enough, and this is not a narcissistic thing. It's just, you know, this is the the general sort of way that the conversation has been going. I reckon we split this episode into two and we'll do you as a separate one. How do you feel about that? Oh, look, let's do it. it it's totally <laughs> fine because you're giving the, you know, the dynamic um, life of, you know, a married woman, businesswoman, busy career driven, <laughs> like, you know, family. And I'm going to give the dynamic chaos of what happens in a in a household with a kid, and you know, the, the, and I think that's a nice. Actually, that's a really nice split. You know, yeah, ladies listening, so you girl, you girls have got um, any number of different you know lifestyles and, and different spaces you are in your life. So you know, what doesn't resonate with Andrea because it's like, yeah, if only I didn't have kids, I could do what she's doing. Well, you might hear my side of the story and realize that you know, there's a few strategies in place that we can we can help uh, family mums as well deal with the, the chaos that is dealing with uh, kids. Uh, I think in the household, so. Like I said, my day and, started at 3 a.m., so I'm sure there's some of our listeners, yeah. you know, sympathizing with that right now because they know how it feels. And, Ash, that is totally invaluable as well because I think that uh, the dynamic between that, and it's interesting because my, like I say, my mornings are so sacred that um, I really take my hat off to to mums and to, you know, busy mums who are getting kids out, you know, the door to school and they probably think that, oh, Andrea, your morning sounds so indulgent, you know, doing these <laughs> things. And um, I'm sure it does sound like that. It is pretty busy though, but, yeah, I get it. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. I, hey, we were talking about choices, right? I still maintain the fact that kids kids are a choice. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> so um, we, can, we can't complain about them because at some point in our life we chose, you know, for what we chose. And uh, I think, you know, inevitably we have to to manage our lifestyle, whatever the scenario is. And, you know, there's always going to be challenges. You and I have challenges in our different ways and we still have to find ways to overcome those challenges. And I think having the rituals like you've described, whether it be your style of ritual, or any form of ritualization into a day, it actually routines things in a way that you stop thinking about what's next it's ritualized you just build it into your life and then you save more time and energy and mental space to do things that are actually more pressing you know the things that um are dynamic that are changing each day you can actually deal with those things rather than kind of having this uh haphazard i might get breakfast today i might not get breakfast today you know i might wake up at five o'clock or i might wake up at seven o'clock like as soon as you have that kind of um chaotic sort of i guess start to your day i tend to see women find the rest of the day is quite in in keeping with that you know mixed up stuff yeah 
Mine is certainly no, no different to that as well. And usually like I am at the practice usually about lunchtime. So by about 12 PM most days. Mm. Um, and then that's when I guess, you know, obviously the hands on work and things speed up a little bit at that time. So, you know, most days I'm, I'm at the practice by 12, uh, there's more emails, there's patients reports, there's programs, there's all sorts of things. And then my team and I will huddle for about 15 minutes before our shift starts. And what that means is that we will, we will get together. We will set our intention for the afternoon. We will switch off from anything else that's happened in that day because uh, we, we practice what's called present time consciousness in the when we're with our patients. And what that means is that the person that's in front of us, there's no one else in the world that exists. So the most important thing that I have to do in that moment is whatever it is that that person needs. So, you know, that's uh, something that, you know, I try and do when I'm, you know, presenting on stage or I'm talking to people just, you know, maybe a patient who approaches me in public or anything like that. It's just that that person is the most important thing in the universe in that moment and nothing else exists and our patients do really they deserve that they absolutely deserve that of us and that intention so uh doing you know i guess this practice before we start with people in the afternoon or, or in the morning whatever it might be is is such an essential part of the day uh, and we will do that every single day without fail um and then usually hopefully i'm home around seven ish hopefully <laughs> Uh, when, by the time I get home, it's, you know, like obviously go, go, go with dinner and feeding the dogs and, um, catching up with Dean and seeing how his day was. But I, I always try and take just a few minutes to try and switch off or disconnect from the day as well, because it's switching hats, right? It's, uh, you know, trying to be present with Dean whose love language is quality time. So I can't be bringing everything from patients in the practice into that space because he deserves more of me than that. So, uh, what I'll try and do is either, you know, take a quick shower to kind of wash off the day and have that ritual of, of switching over from being in, you know, kind of practice practitioner mode to, you know, being at home wife mode, um, you know, we'll kind of make dinner in the night sort of starts. Um, before like we head to bed, I'll try and, you know, just finalize anything that's urgent. We often are recording podcasts usually around, you know, eight or nine o'clock at night, um, which is probably not the best thing for us winding down down <laughs> but that's just the reality of, of what we need to do right now um, I try and always be in bed around 9 30 lights are usually off around 10 and before that happens I'll be usually reading and then we'll go through a bit of like a kind of you know internal gratitude sort of thing before I go off to sleep um, so that's kind of any typical day um, I try and spread my week out so that there is, uh, like we have our, what's called our ABC days. Um, and this is something that the incredible Dr. Lawrence Tam has sort of um, really instilled in us that an A day is like essentially our adjusting days, the days we're with patients. So that, that time is blocked out or that might be like admin days as well. Um, so the B days are just business days. So working on the business, um, and then C is your, your care days. So that's all the self-care rituals. Now I do not have the luxury of having full care days, but I try and have snippets of that in each day, um, which, you know, definitely tends to make a big difference. Um, and just for those of you that are curious, uh, this is what I've eaten over the last two days. Do you want to know, Ash? I actually wrote it down. <laughs> Far away. Um, uh, so yesterday was, I, so that was Wednesday. I start early in the practice on a Wednesday. So I usually fast in the mornings. Um, I'll have coffee once I come home around lunchtime and then I'll wait a little while. Um, and then I, I had an omelet, which was just like, you know, a few eggs, rocket, tomato. Um, I'll throw as much veggies in that as I can. 
And then for dinner um, last night we had, uh, I know this sounds really indulgent, we had crayfish um, that Dean had caught um, that we needed to eat. So we had crayfish and I made a salad with, you know, um, rocket and beetroot and, um, you know, red cabbage and pomegranate and all of that sort of thing with a cold-pressed olive oil dressing with a bit of lime. Um, And then uh, the day before that, I think Brecky was just a green smoothie. I had some fish and salad for lunch um, and we had some lamb, sweet potato and salad for dinner that night. And that's, you know, a pretty average day. It's like nothing spectacular um i may not have eaten enough those days um but you know that's you know that's that's a pretty typical day really um and my self-care rituals um throughout the week these don't happen every day but you know throughout the week is i i always get adjusted every week so that's such an important part of you know just keeping my nervous system functioning really well making sure my body is functioning optimally but also it helps keep my head straight (laughs) i find that you know life becomes too hard or I do become really bitchy if I don't get adjusted enough. Ash, do you find that as well? Do you I find your about, mood changes? About, yeah, I don't know about the bitchy. I, I think oh, um, I definitely get bitchy. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> no one else may notice this, but I notice it. Uh, I think definitely it, it uh, improves what I would call stress handling, you know, just the ability yeah. to navigate challenge um, a little bit easier. For some reason, you know, you just sort of you notice you're starting to get to that threshold and it's amazing how, you know, reconnecting and rebalancing just a sympathetic parasympathetic dynamics there in your nervous system makes a world of difference. (laughs) Definitely. And then the other things that I do for my own self-care is just time with the dogs um, is definitely sacred. And that um, just, you know, reminds me of, you know, just being present and all of those sorts of things. It's definitely an amazing stress relief. Um, Excellent food, excellent quality whole foods is part of what I consider to be my self-care ritual. Um, You know, making sure I'm taking my supplementation, which is, you know, nothing fancy at the moment. I'm just taking um, a probiotic, a bit of magnesium and some zinc, and that's really all I need right now. Uh, I try and do yoga a couple of times a week, whether or not I do like an actual class down at the beach or just, you know, my own sort of routine at home. The meditation and the reading, so those things are absolutely essential to me staying on track and focused. Um, And I find that that sort of stuff um, and good quality sleep is probably the most important rituals that I have. Um, So it is really, really simple and it doesn't have to be overcomplicated as well. I think that that's the really important thing. I try and stick to the, you know, that kind of 80-20 rule or the 90-10 rule as much as I can. Um, And you know, it, I, I definitely go through phases. Sometimes I'll be doing a hundred day gong and I'll be a lot more focused and a lot more disciplined. Uh, you know, I went through phases of checking my heart rate variability in the mornings. To, so, and that would then dictate what kind of exercise I would do that day. Uh, and I, it's definitely all days are not always like this. It's not always perfect. Um, some days are harder than others. Sometimes I will binge on Netflix. Um, it doesn't happen that much, but you know, it, <laughs> it's still, we're still completely human and we still do all sorts of normal things just as does everybody else. Um, but that I, is, you know, a pretty yeah. typical sort of, I, and guess, I think, think what everyone needs to take from this is that none of this has come by accident. You know, these are not accidental days that happen along our lives. There's a lot of, I guess, education and structure that's come into it. It's the tools we've learned. Like you mentioned Dean's love language and anyone who's listening thinking, what on earth is you talking about love language? What, what do you mean? <laughs> um, that's the five love languages by Gary Chapman. And, you know, that's a book on both of our shelves. I think I've got an audio book and, you know, textbook. Um, it's something that you 
you constantly evolve when you learn new things. So if you make it a mission to just learn either a new strategy or download a new meditation or start meditation or, you know, read a book about an area you want to develop in your life, you know, in a better way, whether it be learning how to declutter, I mean, there's the, this kind of space at the moment is all about decluttering. I think there's it's suddenly dozens of books at the bookstore on how we can simplify our lives. I mean, cool, start with one thing. Um, but the key there is to constantly build your skills and knowledge. And why I think we both have smooth flow in our life is it's a decade in the making. Um, yeah. Do you know, it's it's constant. And I think always think success leaves clues. You know, I said to people, if you want to know how to be something you want to be, just look at the clues that are left behind. It's like breadcrumbs. Everyone who who you want to be like leaves little breadcrumbs along the way. Ask to see what's on someone's bookshelf, for example. What are you reading? What do you listen to? Um, you know, just like you've you've given us this huge insight into your life. What do you eat? What's on your plate? Um, what tools do you use when you've really, really strung out? How do you wind down? Like ask those questions that are going to allow people to kind of drop the red breadcrumbs that you can follow the trail. And I think that that's probably something I've done in my life and um, and still do because anytime I feel like I'm deviating away from what I would call my North Star, you know, my big picture, my mm-hmm. vision, I just kind of look for someone else's trail and say, well, they're heading to my North Star. So, you know, what are they doing right now that's moving in that direction? Um, and that really helps get out of slumps because, you know, we're, we're all prone to spaces where we can't be, you know, high vibes on, on, on every day for our entire life. You know, that's just not realistic. So, to know exactly. what the clues of the success are and to follow those successes you've had before, that's a really cool place to be. So, Andrew, thank you so much for sharing uh, a life. Oh, in thanks the, for letting in, me you know, indulge in that. It's <laughs> great. It was really nice. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate I get to see it. So, I, you know, I, I feel like I already know, but everyone else listening and all of our patients who kind of just see us sometimes only in a workspace don't always see what goes on behind the scenes. So, it's lovely to sort of, I think we, in this case, we've, you know, opened the kimono and shown everyone a little bit about, you know, who you are and what you do awesome so next uh, episode i think you're already aware we're going to do a day in the life of dr ashley and how she navigates you know all the different hats of wife and mum and you know businesswoman and chiropractor and everything else so we will definitely cover that next time um but ladies we would love to hear from you has this raised any questions um do you want any of those apps or tools or anything but we would love to know what are your rocking daily rituals that you do that help you to stay grounded and centered and uh you know part of your success strategy or what are your self-care rituals as well ladies make sure you communicate with us on facebook so facebook.com forward slash the wellness women we're on instagram at the wellness women official make sure you subscribe to us on itunes or spotify or whatever podcast app it, that you're using give us a five-star rating if, we, if you think that we deserve that uh, and ladies until next week be well This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.